Welcome to today's Conduit podcast. As a reminder, Conduit is a tribe of small business owners and leaders who desire to get better by learning and growing together. My name is Jerry Beard. I'm the owner-operator of Learn Glass. Today, we have my friend Chris Kepis, owner-operator of Kepis Architecture. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Jerry. How are you today? Good, buddy. Hey, thanks for uh, allowing me to twist your arm and in uh, doing this uh, this new series that we're titling "See You Know You," and um, I this is a great this is a great call for me, Chris, because I have seen you in and around the trades for a dozen years, and I know you're a good guy, and I know you've got a good brand reputation, but I really don't know much about you. So I'm excited about this call just to get to know you a little better. So starting with oh. that, what's, uh, what's, give us a background on your family. My family, uh, well, I grew up in a big Catholic family in the uh, 1960s and 70s. And uh, in Dayton, I grew up in Dayton. Okay. Uh, I was born in Pittsburgh, and I grew up in uh, in Kettering, which is part of Dayton. Yeah. So, did you I go to, to uh, go to Catholic school up there? I did. I went to Kettering Altar. Oh yeah. Yeah, up in up in Kettering. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an old elder guy. So, okay. Old the Catholic school boy. Yeah, yeah. Now, was was Kettering Altar an all boys school? No. Okay. So no. El- Elder, no, that's, that's a whole other conversation for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I know a bunch. I know a bunch of elder guys. So. And so I were you? People from elder. Yeah. Um, so you grew up in Kettering. Um, and what was your what was your home life like? What was it What was it like growing up as a young Kepis? Well, well, like I said, it was a um, it was it was a lot of us. There was six of us, six kids. Wow! Big and family. so there was it, it was big family. There was always I just remember there was always something going on. There's somebody coming and going. Yes. All all the time, but you know it was you know I don't what it was. Uh, we're we're all very close still. I will mm. tell you that. We all stay, we all stay pretty tight. My dad um, passed away a few years ago. My mom's doing great, Mm -hmm. but the rest of us, um, you know, I I, I talk to my brothers pretty regularly. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's a really cool thing. Yeah, it's good. family. Where are you in the birth order? Well, I'm three out of six, so I'm a middle child. Right in the middle. And, uh, right yeah. And did your mom, did your mom work outside the home? Mom was a, mom was a school teacher wow. and she, um, also did, she was a commercial artist. She did like, uh, she did, uh, uh, fabric art. There was a time when fabric art was really big. She would like do stuff for restaurants and then she got into, um, when she was in her in her fifties or late fifties, she did education and training. She became a a uh, a consultant to um, Catholic churches that were building hmm. new buildings. But she did a lot of that work yeah. for really until the money gave out. Mm-hmm. As, as far as like the Catholic church building, they're really not building very much these days. But. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's a, always an inspiration to me that she did that at the, like at age 60. Wow. She started into that or late fifties or something. That's great. And my dad, my dad was a, um, my dad was a professor of physics and astronomy at UD. Wow. Smart family. Yeah. 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 Very smart. Yeah. yeah. A lot, lot of education was important. Mm-hmm. Reading, reading education. Um, was really important. Well, sorry to hear about your father passing away. Please tell your mom, thank you for being an educator. I've got four kids and anytime I come across teachers, I try to make a a mental note to acknowledge them and thank them for teaching because um, quite candidly, the the teachers, especially in elementary school and middle school and high school, spend more time with the kids than their own families do a lot of times. So that's a very admirable profession. So, um, it, next agreed. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. when you, when you go ahead, I was just, I was just agreeing with you. I mean, I know what they go through. My, my wife is a, uh, teaches at UC and I see the tremendous effort she puts in and how much she cares about her kids. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it seems like teachers are unrecognized largely in our culture. Totally agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. What does she teach yeah. at UC? My daughter's going to be a freshman there next year. Oh, um, uh, Suzanne teaches uh, communication and public relations. So she's the public relations director in the communication department there. And that's what my daughter's getting her undergrad in. So I'm sure she'll be uh, in your. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. She'll probably be, maybe it'll be in one of her classes. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that offline. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> when you're in high school or college, um, did you always want to be an architect or what were you, th- what, what, what can you recall you thinking back then? You know, I, I wouldn't say that. No, I didn't always, I, I really didn't always want to be. I, actually, after high school, Jerry, I, um, I, I was really not that interested in going to school. And so I, you know, I was, I was doing some music by then, but uh, I, uh, I ended up working const- on a construction crew. Okay. For like, and it was, and it was, uh, worked on a golf course and I was on a construction crew and it was really, really cold winter. And I remember thinking, well, I'm going to school in the fall because <laughs> I was miserable. Right. Yeah. But so then I worked construction, uh, you know, successive summers for a couple of years. So no, I, I went to the university of Dayton for a year and then I transferred into the architecture program. And, and I don't know, I don't remember if that was my, my folks suggesting that to me or aptitude testing or, but that's, that's how I got started in school. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, so was the construction job through high school and college or was that just through high no, school? No, it, it was after, like the year after high school was over. Okay. So I worked on a, a residential construction crew, you know, um, you know, just wood construction. I was a, I was a go-getter. 
Yeah. And we did we did everything um, from pouring concrete to trim carpentry. Mm-hmm. So I got to see, you know, I mean, we we didn't do drywall and electric and that, but um, I got to pour concrete and see how that was done and and all, and all the rest of it. Very valuable for me as I got into design. Sure. Ended up in you know, as a residential architect for the most part, but wood construction, it just, it was great. It was a great experience. Oh, no doubt. And then when you graduated, what was your first job coming out of college then? Well, actually I, I went to, um, I came down here and went to UC for a year and then I left school cause I really wanted to do music. So, I mm. uh, I was out of school for six or seven years just doing music. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I left school and uh, I traveled a lot and I got to see the country. I worked a lot as a musician um, for several years, but um, do you yeah, and then I came back to school. Hmm. Do you see, um, like, and, and I know, and I, I mentioned this to you earlier uh, offline, is that I follow you on social media and I see that you're still uh, doing gigs. Um, I guess that creative part of your, um, your mind when you're creating fr- from an architectural standpoint, um, I'm wondering how close the itch is scratched with, uh, with music as well. When you're designing something really cool, does that like scratch that, um, um, that gift that you have the same way it does with music or are they two separate, um, two separate areas of fulfillment? Uh, I, I, I don't know. That's it's a great question. Hmm. I, I think they're sort of separate. There's, there's a lot that I do in my daily work that, that is not like strictly design, right? Yeah, there's a lot of um, technical things that get, have to be taken care of, but just the creation and the puzzle and the puzzle making and the puzzle solving of design. Yeah, um, that can be very satisfying in a way that music is. Yeah, huh. you, you know, sometimes um, sometimes I'll have dreams that um, combine the both. Wow. I really can't explain it other than that, but. It's like I'm making music, but it's somehow it's a building at the same time. That's fascinating. That'd be. <laughs> I like, always wake up thinking, "Oh, that was really cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to yeah. revisit. Yeah, that that might be for another podcast. That would be really insightful. So give a, give us a little background um, on how you got started in design, and um, what what like what was the prompting for you to become develop expertise in the field of architecture? Um, well, you know, I, I, like I said, I was, I was out on the road for years. I did a lot of road work, very consistent um, traveling, and it just got to be something I realized. It, it's, it's a really hard way to make a living, okay, as, yeah. as a side and a guitar player, you know. And so I really wanted to get back and be in one place and Frankly, I had just started architecture. I had already started architecture school, so I thought, well, I'll just I'll go back to that. And so there wasn't a lot of passion involved at first. Okay. And then I and then I got back to Cincinnati, 
we got here and it's great to be uh, in, in a community where people had, we're talking about all different things and people from different areas and then just starting to see the, um, the things in the books, the early modernists, Corbusier, um, the Swiss architect, that stuff just really turned me on all over again. And I spent a lot of hours in the uh, DAP library, the uh-huh. DAAP library. And I thought, well, maybe I should be down in the design studio working, but no, this is, I'm not going to get another chance like this. Mm-hmm. Never, I'm never going to have another time where I'm going to have this kind of time. So I soaked up as much really as I could. And a lot of that was, like I said, just looking at, tracking down stuff and looking at stuff. Yeah. Obviously this was before the internet was really kind of, it, it was, it was before that was happening. So yeah. Yeah. This is the uh, late, late 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. And can you uh, take us kind of give us a description of your, your design practice and you know, what do you focus on? Okay. Well, I, I am primarily a, a residential architect, but not completely. I do some commercial work. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and lately here in town, uh, it's been mostly remodeling. Yeah. Um, I love doing new homes, but lately it's been more remodeling. Yeah. So uh, um, I'm a one-person firm. Mm-hmm. So uh, man, time management is really important. Oh yeah. How, how I how I'm choosing to spend my time is really important. Um, but I, for some reason, I I think I've been pretty good at that over the years in terms of how it's um, knowing how much I can take on at one time, being able to get uh, meet deadlines and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a, <laughs> obviously there's a there's um, you know, there's lots of ways to do it. Um, however, being a, being a sole proprietor, being a one man show, managing your time, the, many of those things can be differentiators for you. And um, is that like for yourself, if, you know, once in a while we'll ask that question, what difference, different, or maybe a client asks you, what differentiates yourself from another uh, resident architect? What would your, what's your typical response to that? Um, I would say that I, I, I mean, I can only talk about what I do, but my first job when someone comes to me and we're going to work together is that is, is listening. Okay. So I spent a lot of time listening up front and I have some standard questions that lead to other questions. So I, I try to do as much, I guess you call it research up front. Yeah, that's and, and and then and I just find that I'm the, the it's a more successful job that way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, just the stressing of communication throughout the job is really important to me. I'm um, always eager to get uh, general contractor involved early to. Yeah. Um, to uh, keep uh, help us keep an eye on budget to establish help us establish a budget a reasonable budget and to to keep an eye on that mm-hmm. as we go through mm-hmm. and then i love to do i love to do drawings by hand oh, so dear. um 
So I, 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 I rely on those for communicating visually with, with my clients. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's a lot of fun for me. When I first came back to school, I discovered a book called, um, got it in my office here, Frank Lloyd Wright Drawings. It's just a collection of the drawings that different illustrators did for Wright throughout his career. I just, oh, I love that book, you know, and then I, I discovered the architect Bruce Goff and then a lot of the drawings that people, his illustrators did for him. Yeah. I really fell in love with uh, hand, uh, hand drawing, yeah. those sorts of drawings, illustrative um, design drawings. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, and, and again, for somebody like myself, I, I can give you a different perspective from somebody like my wife and I that we really enjoy music and creativity, mm -hmm. and yet we don't have that gift. Uh, we're not musically inclined. We're not gifted the way you're gifted. And I would imagine when you're, doing it, when you're providing a hand drawing, I, I would bet a lot of the... Um, a lot of your clients that are watching this, this dream of theirs come to life with pen and paper must be just mind blowing to them many times. You know, I think it's, it's very pleasing to people. It's always exciting when someone else, for me, it's exciting when I see someone do something that I can't do. It's like beyond like a whole set of skills that took, taking years and years to get together uh, and that's being done for me that would that would be very exciting i would think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh it's great and so in a, we may have already hit on this but i'm going to ask the question anyway if you weren't if you weren't an architect today what do you think you'd be doing well i i would be doing music yeah yeah i mean there's i would be um I would be trying, I would be working at getting uh, songs placed in movies and TV, I'm sure. Yeah. And I would, I would be playing out more in public more than I do now. Um, w w one of the things I haven't been doing much lately of is songwriting, which I used to do a lot more. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, I've just gotten, the last few years I've gotten away from it again. Mm -hmm. But I think I would be able to do more of that. It's a hard way to make a living. Oh gosh, yeah. I can only imagine, yeah. You know, um, I, I, you know Joe Stewart, I would imagine. Yeah, I know Joe really well. Yeah, good guy. Joe, um, Joe paints and um, he's got a great studio. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I asked him a question, I'm gonna ask you the question as well. I asked Joe, I said, Joe, because I was looking at all his work and I said, he said, I just love to get he said he's a he's a he's a great contractor. He builds just wonderful homes and additions. He's fantastic. A lot of stuff over the years. A lot of together. stuff. He's he's yeah. one of the yeah. He's a good guy. And at the end of the day, his reward, <laughs> his reward is the paint. Like he rewards himself by painting. And then he's got you uh, know he'll he'll yeah. he'll show his his paintings and sell his paintings. And I asked him a question. I said, Joe, if, if nobody ever saw your paintings, like you were the only one that would see them, would you still paint? And he said, he pondered for a second, he said, absolutely. And so, yeah, yeah. right. 
Well, you just responded with what I think your answer is going to be. I, I, assume, <laughs> yeah. I assume you're the same way. Yeah, I mean, with, with design, it's hard to design if you don't have a, if there isn't a problem that you have to, I mean, if there isn't a design problem, it's hard to do design, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if someone says I need it, it without, without an issue to solve. Mm -hmm. But but music is a little bit different. I would cert if I never played anywhere else for anybody, I would still absolutely be doing music here. That's awesome. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And and like I said, I'm wired totally different than you, but I totally appreciate that. And so um going back to your family and friends, um, does everybody like is anybody surprised with your profession? Um is any, do any of your family or friends, do you, is anybody, is anybody surprised that you're a uh, successful uh, residential architect or a successful architect? No, I wouldn't, I don't think so. So they would. You mean people that know me, get to yeah. know me and find out that, um, uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, not that I'm aware. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, the way that you were you were brought up and the the propensity towards things that you were interested in, I could certainly see that as well. Um, yeah. And then what about? Yeah. I, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I, I you know I I, fort, I was fortunate to come up at a time when school was um, man education was easier to access back then for one thing. Yeah. It just was easy. It, it it wasn't so expensive, and it was easier to get into schools. And it, it, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just yeah. and and I was born. I was born into a family that, that prized education. Yeah. And and knowledge and science and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and you and, and I and culture. Yeah, you and I are similar there as well, because I, I was brought up in a very loving Catholic family, very tight, uh, very, very strong family unity. So when whenever I come across folks that didn't have that, um, some of my friends that uh, weren't as fortunate as I was growing up in a really strong, grounded family, um, you know, I, I can't imagine what that was like. Um, and so my character, and, uh, and I would imagine yours as well, was really rooted in that family... Um, that that family unity. Um, can you provide us like? Is there any quick story that comes to mind, or any uh, just general thought that you have as it relates to the 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 character that you uh, possess today, and how those were rooted um, in your upbringing? Um, that's a that's a big question. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think um, I I learned. Uh, uh, I think I got my dad's tenaciousness, and I learned about integrity. Mm. And 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 uh, what's the, like I said mm. today? Be able to stick with something, mm -hmm. and the perseverance. That that was my dad. You know, and uh, that's great. I, I got the I got those qualities from him. Those are great. I, or, 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 or I I learned I think I learned a lot of that from him. Yeah. 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 And, That's great. 
Um, so that's good. You know, mom, mom, mom is still with us, and we're very, we're very close. So, mm-hmm. and she's, um, I, I get a, I get a, she's an attitude about life. Try to think of her sometimes because she's got an attitude. She just loves life. She loves being here. She's thinking about where her next thing uh-huh. is at the age of eighty. Love eight. It. And she's moving again next month. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I get that. You know, hopefully I'll get that quality. I get that that those attitudes about life and uh, and. Uh, <clears throat> You know, the for friendships are important to me. Yeah. And um, I know I get a lot of that from her. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, that's that's really great. It's great to hear. Very encouraging. Um, and then last question for today. Um, if you could go back in time and speak to a, a, a younger version of yourself, uh, go back, you pick the age, you know, 20 something, 30 something, whatever. What kind of mm-hmm. advice would you share with a younger version of yourself? Oh, that's a, that's a really cool question. Really. That's, that's a really great question. Uh, you know, I would tell my younger self to just keep going no matter how I felt on any particular day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, uh, just to persevere and keep going and, and to trust, the decisions that I'd already made. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say, because I wasn't always so good at doing that. Mm. Self-doubt, right? That's, that's good advice. I made a note of that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's advice. I, I, you know, actually, what are we talking, 30 years ago, I, I still felt I have to work at telling myself that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, if, if you're anything like myself, I'll be 53 in a couple of weeks, is that one of the things that I recognize is that this journey and one of the things that you said about your mom that really resonates with me is that it, 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 it's only over when it's over. Like until we take our last breath, there's still opportunities for us to learn and grow. And um, anyway, it's a, it, I love that. Great message. That's a great message. Well, yeah, that's 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 a that's a great summation of how I think uh, how I think about her. Really, mm-hmm. she still uh, is willing to grow and still wants to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds yeah, like that she, is, it's great. Yeah. It sounds like she's very advanced for uh, an eighty-year-old. So maybe we can get a copy of this podcast that she can listen to, and I hope she feels encouraged by the influence. You know, a lot of times I've never met your mother, and yet she's had a. Uh, during this phone call, she's had a, a substantial impact on me today by just hearing the story about your mom. So I, yeah. I yeah. is that right? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm all, I'm, I'm fired yeah. up. I'm, I'm highly motivated. Um, yeah. Conversation. That's good stuff. So again, as oh, I, cool. as I, conclude, as I conclude for today, Chris, you know, I, I've known you to be a good guy. I've known you to be, uh, have a great reputation. Uh, with your craft of architecture in the uh, in the greater Cincinnati area and this 30-minute call has really given me and others a chance that we have seen you but we certainly know you a little bit better so thank you for your willingness 
and your generosity with your time this morning. Well, thank you for calling and setting this up, Jerry. I'm honored, and it was really fun. You bet.